the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Make It Clear Ministries has sponsored this Make It Clear broadcast. Are you looking for truth from God's Word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons, Bible teacher and president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando. Listen now as Stan makes it clear. I got three people that you might think about. Those of you that are Christians a long time, you'll remember these. Those of you haven't, they're found in the Bible. They're what we call heroes of the faith. The first one is Noah. Noah served God. In other words, simply this. He obeyed God. God said, build an ark. There's going to be a horrible rainstorm. You and your family will be the only one that will live. And you've got to do that with the rest of the world looking at this man build something that they never seen before, a boat. I guess it's almost the size of a ship. Because there's going to be rain that these people never knew before. And he was doing it because he was righteous, believing in a God that they never knew before. And so here he is doing this weird thing in front of all of them. And all the people of the land were looking at Noah and mocking him and making fun out of him. But he knew because he said, i got to obey the Lord. So here's where you and I are. You and I know that we've heard from the Lord too. It's the Bible. And God is telling us to build a Christian worldview. And God is telling us to have a stand in the community for Him. And we're going to get opposition. The first opposition will be the people who are closest to us. Can you imagine? Noah's buddies before he got the message. Now Noah gets the message and all of his buddies are coming along. What are you doing? You're not like you used to be. You're not doing this. You're not with us. You're too busy building this thing out here. So your friends are going to suck the life out of you to get you back into their world again. And yet Noah had it harder than you and I had. You know why? He had no Bible. He had no Holy Spirit back then inside of him to do this. He just had the voice of God doing something he never experienced before. You know what the Christian life is like. You'd seen others build their Christian life, their Christian worldview. And so you know a little bit about it. And you know those who have, they're on this side of where you are, that we're in the boat, Christ, and we're doing what God wants us to do. Yeah, we still are buffeted by the storms like Noah was when they all came against his boat. But we're still in the ark of safety. So he had opposition, but he stood and he served. Then I have Gideon. And I'm speaking to you business personnel that are out there. And some of you that are serving in maybe a ministry and you don't have enough staff. I use the word staff. Gideon knew that he had to obey the Lord by going to battle. And I hope your ministry and your job isn't a battle. But he had to go to battle. To do that, he looked at all of his resources, and all of a sudden when he went to his resources, God said, before you go to your resources, they have to pass the test. The test is the test of courage and faith. So he went to these guys, and a whole bunch of them, thousands of them, were afraid. And so the Lord said, they don't pass the test because they're fearful. Watch this. Fear is the absence of faith. And so it's still a faith issue with them. So since those guys don't have the faith, don't hang around people that don't have the faith. So he said, great, I got 600 left. I'm going to go to battle. Lord says, nope, they're still not ready yet. You got these guys. There's 600 of them. So he had to watch how they're going to lap the water and choose. And even out of that group, half of them didn't pass the muster. So God says, nope, you've lost more staff. Now you're down to 300. 300 against this big project. 300 against this big assignment. So if you've got an assignment on your job, you've got an assignment in your ministry, you've got an assignment in whatever you might be called to do, and you feel like you don't have the resources to do it, you don't have the personnel support system that are there, 
then you can look to Gideon and say, you know what? Gideon had the faith in God to accomplish what God asked him to do. Here's the bottom line. God never asks you to do something He doesn't give you the ability to perform. God's commandments come with God's enablements. Do I hear an amen on that? And to connect God's commands with God's enablements, because they're all there, is F-A-I-T-H. It's the button of faith that you have to have. He had that. One last example, and I'll move on, because some of you are going through life single. There was a lady by the name of Anna. She served God husbandless. Again, I don't know where this message is going to go today, but it's bound to fall upon the ears of a man or a woman who is crying unto God for a life partner. And they don't have one yet. And they feel like there's none out there for them. And they feel so much alone. I will not minimize your pain because uh, being married, it's, it, there's a certain degree of joy and of having a life partner companion. While, while we're at camp, I've been staying at camp. Carol stayed at the house, but she comes during the day. You're saying, why? Why is all that? We have a new baby in our house. You might as well know this. It's about four months old. We can't bring it out yet. It does have fur all over it and four legs. All right. Don't want you to send a rumor throughout the island here that there's a, you know, like Abraham and Sarah here. But So she's been coming, and we have to put it in. We call it a hale. You might call it a cage or a kennel, but we call it a hale. You know, so we put it in there and take it out. I mean to tell you, it's a bummer sleeping on the ground without your wife there. It's even more of a bummer when you know she's sleeping in a nice warm bed. All right? So, yeah, there is a bit of joy that's there. But for you that are single, I want you to know that it's always better, not, not from experience, ooh, it's always better to be single than to wish you were. Did you hear what I just said? It's better to be single than one time in your life you wish you were single. It's too late. So if you are single right now and you're sensing, I don't know that I could really be used of God. I'm, 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 I'm not complete. I'm a, I'm a half a person or something. Every lie that Satan wants to tell you. I wanted to bring you to this lady named Hannah. Anna. Anna, yeah, she was blessed with a husband for a few years and then he died. The rest of her life, she then put herself in Jerusalem so that she could explain literally about Jesus, the gospel, redemption, it says in Scripture, to everybody who came by her. So she didn't say, well, I'm single and I don't have a life. I'm a widow and I can't do anything. I'm all alone. I can't take care of my... She just said, you know what? I love the Lord with all of my heart. Though he slays my husband, though he slays my relationship of marriage, I will still trust in him and I will give my life in this state until God chooses to change that state that I'm in. And so God will do that with you. How do you do that? Faith. Let me tell you, if you don't have the faith to bring that into your life, then you're going to live a very bitter, sour, pathetic, broken life. And for you to get rid of that bitterness and sour and broken life without faith, you're going to fill it up with nothing but the world. And they're nothing but band-aids upon cancer. And you will look at that and say, look, I'm doing pretty good. I don't see my, my wounds any longer. And in reality, they're only getting worse because they're going deeper. Faith releases all of that. Number three, faith gives us supplies. Faith gives us supplies. Talked a little bit about staff and all, but now faith not only gives us salvation, doesn't only give us strength, but also gives us supplies. Would you read Philippians 4.19 out loud with me? And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. What a great promise. Why does he do that? So we can be content. So we can be content. Well, we live in a very rich world. America does, so to speak, because we're very blessed. 
but God wants us to be content with what we have. Uh, I'm sure if you have not had a conversation recently about this, you will. Karen and I sat down, uh, I guess over the last couple of weeks, and we looked at our finances. And leaders of this church and members of this church, you need to hear this most loudly. You compensate the pastors here and our staff beautifully, wonderfully, generously, sacrificially, and I am blessed. But no matter how much comes in, sometimes the hole in the bottom of the bucket can be bigger than the top of the bucket. You know what I'm trying to say? So like you, we're looking at our finances and we're seeing what do we have. And we've come to, to, we, we return to this verse that says that God wants us to be content in what we have here. Now, the reason you want contentment, watch this, is so that now you'll slow your spending habits down. Where before, when maybe you had a lot of prosperity going on, you tend to be a little bit looser. You know, you supersize your McDonald's. You know what I mean? You go to Costco and you see, oh, I could use one of those. That's all right. Put it on the card. You know, and so we kind of add to our life until all of a sudden we start realizing, wait a second, we're having some financial challenges and maybe some tension here. And God says, all right, the first thing you need to do is to develop a spirit of contentment within you so that you won't want to put more holes in the bottom of your bucket. In other words, the the money draining out. So get that spirit of contentment and you begin to plug those holes in the bottom of the bucket. So what you have to do is to say, Lord, I believe that whatever you want me to have to sustain my life, my basic needs of life, you'll provide for me. Another way to look at it is to say, Lord, I don't need more to make me happy because I have you who is everything. So contentment will do it. I like this verse. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If I could rewrite it, I think I would rewrite it this way. The Lord is my shepherd, he's all I want. Isn't that good? So godliness with contentment is great gain. Also, so we can become constructive. So we can become constructive. There's another word after I did this sermon and I gave it to Brian to put up on the screen. See where it says constructive? If I could change that word, I would, but I didn't have time to do that. Can I give you another word right next to it? Write it down. Put the word creative next to it. Faith sometimes, when you finally say, Lord, I'm content, I know you're going to take care of me. Now, Lord, give me the creativity to know what I should do right to do more for you. And I'll tell you, God will take care of you. Now, you ladies that are out there, let me give you something. I wish Carol was here so you could chat with her about it. But when we were in the 1980s, we were planting a ministry in San Antonio, Texas. We had a counseling center going. We were just planting a brand new church. We were trying to start a Bible college. I was speaking all over. And we didn't have a lot of money. So Carol says, but I got two kids right here and it's hard for me to go out and get a job. And she's not as skilled as some. And that's not a a, a marginalization. That's 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 who she is. So she's not big on the computer and she doesn't have a big degree in finances and business and all this other stuff. She's a like all of us, just a simple housewife, all right? But she says, how can I contribute? And I said, well, you can go to McDonald's. No, I didn't say that. I said, what you want to do is ask God to give you something that he lays upon your heart that you could help. Do what you want to to bring in income. Proverbs 31, this thing, and be content that you don't have all that other skill set, but that God has given you the ability to add value to others. So my wife, who is a prayer warrior, you well know her, and so she got alone with God, and she said, okay, God, I, you know me. I'm willing to do anything, you know, but I, I can't do some things, but I can do some things. Did you get it? I can't do some things, but I can do some things. God laid it upon her heart to do something. Now, this will whack out some of you right here. She said, you know what? I know how to iron. How many of you like ironing? Okay, I'm going to tell you, I, I still, when Carol, 
when I was on the island a month before she got here and I was ironing my clothes. I did all the ironing in my clothes and I really appreciated her, but she was so embarrassed when she came off the plane and some of you were there and I was at the plane greeting her. My clothes looked like they were in a cow's stomach as they came out, you know, because I have not yet still figured out how do you keep a shirt on the ironing board without it falling off and how do you do the arm and all this stuff. So I just slapped this thing on. So Carol says, I can iron. So she put in the little throwaway newspapers, you know, they throw in your yard. I do ironing and call me. The phone rang off the hook. I didn't realize so many of you hate ironing. So they were calling her. Then she said, okay, I'm not going to leave my house. They have to bring their ironing to me. They dumped her ironing off at the house. They picked up the ironing. We were like a, uh, I better be careful how I say this, but we were like a laundromat, all right? And they were dropping them off. And so she said, I need, you want it starched? You want a dip starch? There's a price for spray starch, dip starch. She drew the line. She wouldn't wash the clothes, all right? And so she had this ironing business, piles of it. She was making almost as much money as I was ironing, and she could do it on her own timing. We had a ministry event. She'd hang up the iron, and we'd do ministry. Didn't have a ministry event. She'd be ironing over here. The kids had something at school, put the iron down, back out with the kids, and it came right back again. What am I saying? She did not sit on a pity pot and say, we don't have any money, and God doesn't take care of his children. What are we going to do? Oh, my goodness, we're going to starve to death. She said, God, I know that you can use me. I'm going to please you. How can I do it? And God says, iron. She had a servant's heart. Now I'm going to add one other thought that she didn't realize. She still has people today. She's long given up the ironing business, okay? That she has ministered to through her ironing that even now, once a year, she's writing letters back to them, answering Bible questions after she built a relationship with them. And she never once left our house to do ironing. The most she ever did was to pick up starch. So ladies, you don't have to do ironing. But what you have to do is get off your pity pot and say, God, I believe you have something for me that I could do to build your kingdom, to bring glory to you, and God will do far more, whatever it is. You might say, well, I hate ironing. Well, then it may be something else. Carol is not too swift on babysitting because she's had to raise a kid for 40 years. You know what I'm saying. So whatever it fits with you, but you can do it. Be constructive, be creative. Lastly, faith gives us a song. And it does give us a song. If you've got confidence in the Lord, it will do that. I'm going to give you two passages from the book of Psalms, the book of songs, the book of hymns, the hymn book of the Bible. One's in Psalm 137, the other's in Psalm 138, so you know that they're kind of back-to-back, right next to each other. The first one starts out by saying, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept and we remembered Zion. We hung our harps upon the willows in the midst of it. And there were those who carried us away captive. And then they asked us a song. And those who plundered us requested mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? Well, for one reason, you're in that horrible land because you sinned. So that's why you're like that. So you sit there with all of your sin that's on top of you instead of confessing it to the Lord, and that's why you don't have a song in your heart any longer. Even the unsaved world was wanting some kind of a song out of you, and so you're down in the mouth. So how does having faith give you a song? Well, jump right next to the very next psalm. Compare that with, I will praise you with my whole heart. Before the gods, I will sing praises to you. I want all the people of the world to know that you are worthy of my praise. And I wrote that part. I will worship toward your holy temple. I'll praise your name for your, underline it, loving kindness and your truth. 
Watch this, folks. How many times have I taught you in Scripture that mercy comes before truth? Loving kindness becomes, comes before truth. All of this goes together. Grace first, then truth. And so what we're doing is you have to pause for a moment and you have to say, God, you've been so good to me. So don't look at what you don't have. Look at what God has given to you. Folks, folks, we live in Hawaii, okay? And how many people live on the beach in Hawaii and they haven't died? There is plenty of stuff to do on this island. God will take care of you. There's a ministry here that we can use. God can put a song in your heart. It goes on to say this. For you have magnified your word above your name. We just sung about his name. We praise his name. Can't get saved without going through his name. Can't get our prayers answered without praying in the name of Jesus. And yet he takes his word and he exalts it above his own name. In the day when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. Now watch this carefully. Watch this. 137, they were looking at their problem. 138 over here, they looked away from their problems. They looked up to God, and that's part of faith. And I believe God is great. And so what they're doing now is they're remembering His love. They're remembering the importance of His Word. They're worshiping the Lord. All of a sudden, they burst out into a song. And so it all goes back to the basic principle. You're sitting out here and you're saying, yep, I know faith will give me all of that stuff, but how do I get more faith? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. If you are down on the mouth, you're walking with the world, it's because you have quit abiding in His Word, getting to know the Lord. Watch this. And allowing His Word to abide within you. And so some of you today, this message on redirecting is a message on faith. And I pray that you will. I pray you'll do that with all your heart, soul, and mind. I love you, folks. I wish I could tell you that uh, the economy is going to change tomorrow. I personally feel that it's actually going to get better as a temporary fix and then the bottom's going to drop out but I can tell you when the bottom drops out Jesus is going to be there to hold you if you have faith let's pray shall we with every head bowed and every eye closed first of all faith gives you salvation remember it's not how much faith you have it's the grain of a little tiny seed like a mustard seed. It's the faith that a little child might have. So it's not how much faith you have that'll save you, but it has to be in the right person. It's Jesus Christ. So right now, I want you to know on the authority of God's Word, I can tell you that if you place your faith that you have in the person of Jesus Christ who died and rose again, He will forgive you of all sin, past, present, and future. And you will receive simply, immediately, and completely your full salvation. You will not spend one second in hell. There is no middle ground, no happy hunting ground. You will go right to heaven. I pray you'll trust Christ as your Savior. I'd like to pray for you. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if today you're going to say, yep, I don't know about this life, but I certainly want to be certain of the next life. And so I'm going to trust Christ is my Savior right now. Pastor, would you pray for me? Right now, I'm calling upon the Lord to be my Savior. I'm believing in Him, therefore I'm receiving Him as my Savior, and I become His child, and He is my Daddy. He is my Father. And He is worthy of my respect and obedience. Now, me praying for you won't get you to heaven. You trusting Christ is all that's necessary, because salvation is of God, not of man. 
But is there anyone in here today that's trusted in Christ as your Savior, never done it before, you're doing it now, and you'd like for me to pray for you? Every head bowed, every eye closed, pop up your hand, put it up, put it down, anyone at all. Christians, for us now, how many of you need strength to stand just like Job? If you do, it's going to be your faith. Maybe some of you, your first step will be, Lord, I I have not been walking with you, and I've been so messed up, I've been wobbling in my walk. I'm grateful that I still have heaven as my home and my sin forgiven there, but Lord, I need to stand for you again. And though my friends and my family and others might forsake me, you will take me up. And so, Lord, I'm going to put my faith in you now to stand strong. How many of you would like to have prayer because you want to stand even though you feel like you want to die? Would you raise your hand? Amen and amen. How many of you feel like you're in the midst of some opposition or you've got limited staff or the staff you have is not only limited, they're limited in their ability to perform the way they should or could. And so you feel like you've got a broken staff or you're a a person who's single and you're husbandless or wifeless and you feel like, how can you go on without help? And yet you want to serve the Lord in ministry or in your business in ministry or something you want to accomplish, but you know that you have limited amount. And you'd like to have prayer because you believe now that God will sustain you with all that's necessary so you can serve Him. And you'd like to have prayer. Would you slip up your hand? My hand is up on this one. How about the faith that gives you supply? You know that God could provide for you. You're not asking for a popcorn palace and a brand new Maserati. But right now you're asking for a spirit of contentment. And so you're going to believe that God will take care of you. Therefore, you'll be content. That you don't need more to be content. You're just going to have godliness married to contentment. And so you'll be satisfied with food and clothing and what you have right now. And should the Lord add to that, you'll say, Thank you, Lord, for the icing on the cake. But at the same time, I'm grateful if I just have the cake. I'm content. How many of you are wrestling with contentment and you've gotten yourself into some financial hot water and now you're going to, by God's grace and trust and obedience to Him, work through that with a spirit of contentment and you'd like to have prayer. Would you slip up your hand? Amen. Amen. How many of you know that you probably could be a little bit more creative? You've been fighting it. Remember that a resistant spirit, resisting all of this, being angry and bitter that you have less than others and you're having to do it out and all this stuff and you've got all this worry. A resistant spirit will destroy a creative spirit because it focuses on what you don't have instead of focusing on what God can help you to have. And so you're going to go to him now. Men or women... Boy or girl, and you're going to say, Lord, give me a creative spirit now. What can I do a little bit more? Show me what else I could do to expand my ministry. Expand maybe of receiving resources, the supplies, and God can give that to you. How about a song? H.G. Spafford lost his wife and children in a sea voyage, and yet he could write a song, It Is Well With My Soul. Fanny Crosby had perfect sight until she was seven and eight years old. When someone put a mustard plaster back then on her eyes and burned them so badly she was blind for the rest of her life. And yet she could say in her songs that she has written, Near the cross a trembling soul love and mercy found me. There the bright and morning star sheds its beam around me near the cross. Or the preacher Luther Bridger who lived in Kentucky and got word that his wife and two daughters while he was preaching a revival campaign in Georgia lost their lives being burned to death in their own home. And yet he could write the song that we sing today called He Keeps Me Singing. Can God give you a song now? Redirect from what you don't have 
to all that you have in Christ and sing those praises to him. He will never leave you nor forsake you. How many of you would like to have prayer as you worship him in your own song before him? Amen. Amen. Our gracious Heavenly Father, I love these people so much and we're all on this journey of growing in faith. And just like, like Thomas, we say, Oh, Lord, help our unbelief. And so, Lord, we are asking to help us to grow us in our belief, that we would be a church of great faith, not prideful, name it and claim it faith, but a faith, Father, in a great God. And, Father, help us to do this so we can come alongside those that are wavering in their faith, and thus they're wavering in their obedience to you. And that, Father, with loving arms and a merciful spirit and a gracious and gentle tone, we would help them. And help me, Father, to model and show them how we can do this together. Father, I pray that we'll be a strong church for a crumbling island. Lord, I love you. Great is your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. You're listening to Make It Clear with the teaching of Dr. Stan Pons, founder of Make It Clear Ministries and president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando, Florida. Make It Clear is dedicated to taking the Word of God with clarity into every person's world. It is the support of listeners like you who make the ministry of Make It Clear possible. You can provide your tax-deductible gift to Make It Clear online by going to makeitclear.org. Or you can mail your gift to Make It Clear, P.O. Box 607-901, Orlando, Florida, 32860. Thank you for helping us Make It Clear. If you would like to have Dr. Pond speak at your church or event, please send us an email at tellmemore at makeitclear.org. Thank you, and remember to make it clear. FM, AM 950, The Word. Together on the next to the last day of the month of August. It's on August 30th, 2017. Can you believe it? Friday begins a brand new month, month of September 2017. Oh, just final by. I'm Alan Dempsey, not final by, just right here with you on this Wednesday, uh, middle of the week. Always enjoy it, too, and I trust you have been blessed by Make It Clear, Pastor Stan Pons. More information on the ministry. Find it all online at the word Orlando.com. I'm Alan Dempsey, 556. Right now it's 91, feels like 99. Hey, it's Central Florida, and it's partly sunny. And we have teamed up to help in Texas, in Houston, and surrounding areas. You've seen the pictures. You don't need me to tell you what's going on out there. I mean, it's just a, some of the most dramatic uh, photographs and video I've seen. Uh, uh, fathers, mothers uh, holding their children or even their pets uh, above their heads on their shoulders as they wade through uh, waist-deep or uh, shoulder-deep water, for that matter. And so that really uh, nasty, that Hurricane Harvey. And it's going to be years for them to recover from that. Many are in shelters right now. They need our help. And we've teamed up with Save the Children and a gift to Save the Children. will provide things that they desperately need because you, they didn't leave with much. I mean, some people maybe had some, you know, garbage bags uh, filled with stuff. But some of the stuff they need, they didn't take. Things like uh, portable cribs and strollers and hygiene kits and blankets. And the list goes on and on. And Save the Children through your generous gifts at 888 248 
is there and are providing those things right now in the shelters to uh, people who need it. You can be a part of this. You can help. A gift of $50, a gift of $100, $500, $1,000, whatever you can give is going to make a big difference in their lives. I mean, they've left their homes and they don't even know when they go back that their home will be there or be livable. I mean, it's going to be an event they're going to be living with for a very, very long time. You can make it much more bearable for them when you give today with Save the Children. Now, Salem Media Group, of which we are a part, have teamed up with them, and they're doing a wonderful work there in Houston and surrounding cities that have been impacted by Hurricane Harvey. Won't you give today? 888-248-0312. 888-248-0312. And I've seen that we have a site for Save the Children on our website. There's a banner there. You can give there at thewordorlando.com. That's thewordorlando.com. And thank you for helping those people there in Houston, Texas, who need it desperately. Next, it's In Touch, Dr. Charles Stanley on 94.9 FM and AM 950, The Word, where faith comes by hearing. Are your car bills just getting higher and higher each time you take it in for service? Is every time you take your auto in for service dreaded because you feel they're selling you repairs and maintenance you just don't need? Well, upselling is the way most companies work today, to drain your pocketbook and pad their profits. So what should you do? For 41 years, the crew at Blue Book Cars Service Center have worked hard to earn your repeat business and help their customers be good stewards of their money. It's their responsibility to be honest and repair your vehicles at the best price. Their low, low service labor rate has been the same for over eight years. Their qualified staff and service techs repair vehicles, not just to replace costly parts, unless necessary. And they don't upsell anything. Come visit Blue Book Service Center. Call 407-321-0741 for an appointment. Mention WTLN and ask about the Blue Book Service Center welcome free loaner vehicle while your vehicle is in for service. Call 407-321-0741. Find out more online at bluebookcars.com. This is Dr. Dan Yachter, DC of Nutrimost. I'm here with my patient, Joe, who did amazing on our program. How much weight did you lose? I've lost 55 pounds now. Now, you were skeptical at first. How do you feel now after completing the program? I can't even describe it. It's, it's, uh, it's just unbelievable. I never expected these kind of results. Never. So many people think quick weight loss involves crash diets. Joe, did you starve yourself on the program? I can honestly say with this diet, I did not have that hunger. And our program utilizes absolutely no exercise, no prepackaged foods, and no dangerous drugs or hormones one last question joe i understand you went to your physician lately and did some tests how did that go called me two days later and he said okay stop the lipitors your cholesterol is 99 and i said all right how about my blood sugar he says he's 95 want to be our next success story then call 407-915-3884 and take advantage of our 20 pound guarantee call 407-915-3884 or visit loseweightcentralflorida.com that's loseweightcentralflorida.com 94.9 FM and AM 950. Central Florida's WTLN Orlando. The word where faith comes by hearing. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.